0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
0: Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human,
1: to cash game week here on the gill cast you were either listening to this on the sports grid fantasy football podcast feed the rotor grinders daily fantasy football feed or peter overzet's beautiful youtube channel i am davis matic i am joined of course by sammy reed and nate Noling, but also our special guest, the cash game coward himself, Peter Overzet, he just hit optimize on the establish the run projections and just inputted that in into $7,500 worth of cash games and uh, just, duped, just duped everyone. The cash Wait, game coward himself Is it is
2: Is it that the whole bit, guys, that you don't actually have to do anything for cash games? You just run the optimal two minutes before lock, put it in, and
3: just have a yeah, great it's, day, it's and so now so we cool celebrate with an Amstel it. light? a little bit more of a science, Pete. A little bit more I was
2: supposed to do more than that? Week 18, no, week, apparently 18
1: not. week 18 is is a little bit of an art and um I mean honestly, the person who did the most artwork actually was Nathaniel Noling running yes. out one of the one of the worst. This is like this is like when your child does finger painting. And brings it up to you and is like, are you proud of what I did? And you have to come up with something nice to say, because in the end, the result was what was assigned, but they took a very circuitous route. Yeah, and then
3: there. it wins an uh, award in kindergarten. They put it at the front of the class. They're like, this is a masterpiece. You Holy guys
4: shit, just amazing. you guys just didn't know how to adapt to the Week 18 news. And
0: oh, I think God. that's...
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I you got too stuck in your ways of just hitting the Optimize through 17
0: weeks. And
1: you got to think a little bit, Davis. Oh, okay. Well, guys... These are how the scores lined up: Nathaniel Noling, Nate, and I mean, if any of you guys found him, if any of you guys were able to find Nate this week to send him an invite, one hundred and sixty-four point four four points. It. Pete, did you fixed guys it. hear
2: about this? We figured out that if you type in Nate's email, it'll pull up. If you do nate.noling at gmail.com, you can locate him in the search. And he's willing to dox his email for like two extra head-to-head invites a week.
1: (laughs) Nate's going to get an extra $5 invite every week now that we have officially doxed uh, his email. So Nate scores 164.4 points. Nate, how owned was Kenneth Gainwell in the massive $50 double up? Were you the only person who played him?
3: He was six and a half. <laughs> great, great. gpp play Nate. Those really It was funny. it
1: was it was uh it, it was Nate and uh and and Philly Fanatic 0614 who played uh, who played Kenneth gainwell The best part uh,
2: about Nate's pushback to Kenneth gainwell is it was directly related to Pierre Strong and he literally did the Pierre Strong game. Like the exact same game. Like the same I think
1: they both got 60 something rushing yards. Yeah they, they, yeah, they du- 65, 65, 65 to 62 hurt. absolutely classic uh pete click optimize on the establish the run.com uh optimal he scored 160.94 points pete what percentage of your games do you think you were duped in just like from a quick eyeballing how many how many of your games were you duped in so i'll give you a, a frame of reference so we had the deposit kingdom
2: rake free double up it was 300 entries and there was a five, a 50 person train of my lineup in just that contest in a 300 person contest so i haven't gone through uh even the screenshot i posted i don't think it bakes in my
3: my it, dupe it doesn't
1: yet. it doesn't yeah. it doesn't so dude, so that goes to it just goes to zero dude,
3: Pete, Pete's rake back check is going to be like a supernova elite type of, <laughs> type of deal it's like, dude here's some metric fuck ton of your rake back honey marry
1: Sammy and I basically looked at that giant dupe train and we said, giant dupe train in week eight. I'd rather
2: finish in the caboose. That's what you I'd said rather
1: I'd rather finish. Well, I also knew I also knew I got some of the softest action um ever. Like I got I got uh nine 109s this week and went six and three in them. So that saved me. Uh my team was shit. I entered. I actually got I got nineteen hundred dollars worth of action this week, and I got thirteen hundred dollars back. Um, so thank you to the community for continuing to keep me afloat and making sure that my family doesn't go hungry. Uh, we played a two v two Sammy off of the. I mean, it's got to be the most dupe team of the entire season, biggest train out there. We yep. played uh, DJ Moore and Noah Gray over. Uh, Chris Olave and and what's the tight end's name? Munt, Johnny Munt. Johnny Munt. I mean, you know,
3: we we just figured, what is the 2023 season without finishing it up by losing some money with a Kansas City?
1: Did Chief? Noah Gray even play a snap? He got played all the snaps. Yeah. He got four targets. He just really he sucks. Yeah. But,
3: but it, it turns out he's just Noah Gray. I yeah, mean, it turns
1: out he's Noah Gray. Yeah. Well, and, and by that he got promoted to the Kelsey role in the offense, which means also doing Jack <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Yeah, That's not a compliment anymore. <laughs> um. Okay. So obviously these were the locks in cash games. Uh, Mullins was a lock. Mason was a lock. Strong was a lock. Lamb was a lock. Jefferson was a lock. I think Zemir White was a lock. So that left wide receiver three, tight end, and defense up for debate. Now, obviously, if you're filtering. If for whatever reason, you weren't playing Pierre Strong, and you went full Nate Nolik. Well, we'll get to we'll get to the artistry that was Nate's lineup a little bit earlier. Um, well, I mean, Pete, Nate,
3: I, Nate's lineup is just completely on crack. But I think there was definitely a it, case to not have it. Pierre Strong. <laughs> but he had a lot. Tutu
2: Atwell in there. I lost <laughs> it's the I mean,
3: Tutu but
4: Atwell <laughs>
1: play. It's just, How did you get to Atwell? There were like nine three K one
4: So Tutu was like a. It was like tw- probably ten minutes before the late games locked, and I was just looking at the Richie because J- I had Richie James, and I was looking at the Tutu thing, and I was like, they're going to sit Puka within two plays. They're going to get Puka in there, get his targets, and I'm going to get Tutu Atwell running. Just, I mean, the Rams were going to throw, and I just had him a- had a much much higher passing passing rate than the Chiefs, and I was like, I just, I want Tutu, so. I, I, I swapped to 2-2 over Richie James at the last second, but it wasn't like... I mean, it was like a two-point projection <laughs> difference.
3: Davis, at, at what point in the day did Nate tell us, I think Richie James is the guy you need? Was that on the That was at like,
4: like noon, earlier?
1: yeah. Now, I think we were on the show, and he's just sitting there looking at his fucking Whopper spreadsheet, and I don't even know. Because <laughs> I was thinking... So, actually, the reason why I thought the 3K wide receiver team was no good was because I thought... I kind of thought the one, I just have no faith in Justin Ross. I think he ended up being, would have been playable, um, but I wanted to play Richie James, but I actually thought Richie James might not play that much on offense because he's the kick and punt returner and they played him a little bit in each of the last two games. So I thought maybe they would save him a little or just not view him as a guy who was a second stringer. And the, the other three K wide receivers were just two in flux, like Charlie Jones, Yoshi, David Bell, like all these guys who smashed for tournaments. I I don't know. I mean, they all ended up better than Noah Gray, but I wasn't playing fucking Chris Olave in week eighteen cash, dude. I just that's not how I was going dude, out.
2: DJ Moore is like the worst version of the Chris Olave play. Like, what do you mean you're not playing Chris Olave in week eighteen?
3: Nate, uh, no. Pete, have you not seen the the tweets of the game logs from DJ, <laughs> DJ Moore? DJ
4: Moore was a great play. DJ Moore DJ was Moore not was was a great tournament
3: play, to play, but this yeah, is cash no. game. Play. Yeah, no, well, DJ Moore was a <laughs> great play. A when, when we looked at the box score after Q three of Packers Bears and saw that JF one had nine, I repeat, nine pass attempts. He had the at, at
1: the end, at the end of the at the end of the third quarter, Justin Fields had completed eight passes and taken four sacks. You you guys are recency bias fish.
2: If his Arizona game and Atlanta game were flipped, you guys wouldn't have even been considering No, it. I definitely not would not DJ have DJ Moore
4: is DJ Moore go, comes into most games with above a 30% target share projection. Where like Chris Olave is sitting probably around 25, 26 and like has upside of seeing DJ Moore targets, but DJ Moore like is a is a very different level of alpha than Olave.
1: I'm not feeling that good about Nate being on our side, yeah, you know, yeah, this honest? is actually not helping our <laughs> cause. I
3: mean, Chris chris Olave got three targets on 28 Derek Carr pass attempts. That's less than what one out of nine, which Olave like, got three. bailed out. Olave got, got out bailed out, out with,
4: with some unbelievable efficiency. Like, <laughs> he
3: had 14.6. On well, really.
1: If you if you look at the two v two that we did though, the the part that we fucked up was not the Alave versus Moore part. That, that that was a draw. It was that it was that Munt was going to play on this team that was going to throw for nine hundred yards, and what we we psyoped ourselves into thinking it was a fine fade because Josh Oliver got paid three years twenty one million dollars. Like wow, oh, and then he
3: caught the first pass. He <laughs> caught the first pass, and it was like yes, yeah. Send
1: send Munt yeah. to zero immediately.
3: Not well, great.
4: Genuinely, I was surprised. And I know, like, I I love Evan Ingram and and, and, and I'm looking for an excuse to play him, but when Kirk got ruled out, I I mean, he shot up in all of my stuff. Like he was he was right there with McBride, almost a the similar projection to McBride, and he was six hundred dollars cheaper. So I was like, this this gives me a way to get to not punt off at tight end and to avoid what I thought were really, really low floors with Gray and Munt.
1: Uh, I mean so I, every I every site player. every site, every projection system, Cardi, roto Grinders, regular points, established the run, all all the sites have the same optimal. I, every every place had the same Do, optimal. Is it I have a question about that because the all of the people who beat me, all of the screenshots have James Connor. I was like, where was this James Connor stuff coming from? He was from? the most owned uh not he was the most known player after Jefferson and Lamb in e- in everything. And I'm saying, sites. where did that come from? If it was in no one's optimal, I think everyone just touted him. I think that was like your classic literal word of mouth, like you know James Conner, he's getting, You know, like I mean, you know, fucking touts. Like he, I didn't it listen to like, any content this week, so I didn't hear <laughs> any Steve. I I I go from um what people say in the Deposit Kingdom like what they because i don't really engage with a bunch of other content either and they they all said all the touts were on connor
3: okay and connor connor like laid the pipe too he had like 200 freaking yards oh
1: he's awesome yeah
4: yeah i liked connor in tournaments but i i do i was shocked to see connor at 30 percent he was
1: even owned in cash connor was dude
4: he was the he was That's the. What I'm
1: uh, Everyone who beat me had Connor, and there were tons. So of people so what you just played? Me. You just played Connor straight up over Zamir. That's it. Connor was the
4: third highest owned running back in cash. It was Zamir White at sixty three, uh, Pierre Strong at fifty, and then Connor was at thirty. I mean, and Connor where was, was where was Gainwell? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of where the edge is in week eighteen. Most That's people don't don't adapt. You know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I will say this: I I really thought that playing. Uh, a, a like actual good running back with who is going to get a bunch of work, you know, and Aaron- I thought
1: that was interesting too, but I would have said it
3: appears strong. I thought, I mean, as it, as it turns out, Jordan Mason just played backup. I mean, mm-hmm. we we're lucky to get any Jordan Mason points. Yeah. That, you was, guys- was, that was
1: weird.
2: So I guess what's my question for you Uh, Nate, because a lot of people and like, if you were looking at optimals, it seemed the decision was if you were playing Mullins, were you getting up to McBride? Like, did you consider if I'm paying 5,400 for Ingram to just get up to McBride?
4: Yeah. But when Gainwell became uh, like the guy that I wanted, I, I couldn't get McBride.
3: What did you you need for McBride? 600? Lucky fucking bastard. Yeah.
4: McBride was
2: like an extra
4: (laughs) 600, I think.
2: So you were 100 off coming from Atwell to a punt, 3K, and Bengals down to Chargers. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I was like $100 away, I think. And it was. So yeah, I was pretty close to the McBride team, but um, I. Still, with how this played out, Gangwell was the right play. Like Gangwell was the starting well, running back oh, for the Eagles. Like, no. is a
3: NFL new streak? Talent. A new streak of not taking Ls. It's like he, he took, took one last year. Strong was going
2: to
1: outscore him if he didn't leave early. It. No, Pierce Strong was going to get literally probably 20 touches and Nate on one of the like, most
4: inefficient offenses that we've seen in how many years they scored, they scored more, this Eagle
1: they, buddy they scored more <laughs> points than the Eagles straight up <laughs>
4: <laughs> the run-out obviously it was bad for game well but like
3: what what run out the, the, the scored? finger yes no come on dude come on Nate <laughs> No. The Eagles had a had
1: a he's not point, he's not ten guys. point
4: higher implied total than the than the uh, Browns. I mean, this was like we told them spot where the Eagles him. should have scored so much that I was worried that Gamewell would get benched at half because they would have scored four touchdowns. <laughs> it was the opposite.
1: Well, the the Cowboys part of it did come through where the Cowboys were smoking them the entire point. So so even if let's say theoretically the Eagles were up 17-3 at half or whatever. And then their coaches, you know, get the message from upstairs. Hey, the Cowboys are up 24 to 10. Like, let's chill out.
4: No I mean, one projected
1: this, this game to go the,
4: that way. Like that was a, that was an objectively the, bad the
1: time thing. Lowe. The playing time thing was regardless of the scoreline discrepancy one way or the other, the result was always, re- it was predetermined, which was that the Eagle starters were never going to play four quarters. There, there really wasn't an, the only outcome that you could have gotten the Eagle starters playing four quarters was a, uh, an outcome where the commanders were beating the Cowboys. Or it, was or it was, close. Or it was, or it like was
4: close. And yeah, if it would have been close,
1: game well would have been, you guys are forgetting you guys, your third eye, Nate, your third eye couldn't have been more close. Josh Harris bought, the commanders you thought he was going to live in a world where he gave up drake may because ron rivera wanted to win his final game he had snipers posted everywhere we're there was, there, the, the, the commanders so right were not winning this game brother it was not happening
3: <laughs> nate i can't believe you're not going to take the you you're, you're... Not going to take the L on Kenneth Gainwell. Like it was never going to This happen. is an
2: easy L to take, Nate, because you won. Like you beat you us
1: all. Won. Yeah, take the L when you win. No, I'd
4: do it again. I would play Game <laughs> again. Gainwell again. I, mean, is I, mean, I know you would do it
3: again, Nate. That's the thing.
4: Gainwell but... is an actual NFL talent who is going to start for an efficient offense that is Pierce Strong's Pretty fine. Pierce Strong is a third string running back behind Kareem Hunt. Pierre Strong couldn't get touches this year behind Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, and Nick Chubb. He was a, he like, to say that he's an Good NFL talent at. is is insane. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell legitimately has a proven career of being a unbelievably. You, you efficient know the guy. You know touches. the guy
1: that projections were wrong on though was Lamichael P. Ryan, because Lamichael yeah. P. Yeah. Ryan is your classic Week 18 spot where. But
2: Pacheco was active, right?
1: Well, yeah, they didn't call anyone up. Same thing yeah. with the Browns. It was literally the same situation as the Browns. They didn't call anyone up. Uh, I I think Clyde ended up getting like three carries, or so. yeah, Clyde got two carries. Pirine had twenty one rushes and four targets. That's got to be the most work anyone got today, other than Brees Hall. And can we talk like about how dumb these Jones. coaches are? Like,
4: yeah, like the yes. Browns
1: watch
2: their backup running back, who they started to preserve their starter. They watch him get hurt, and their response is to put Jerome Ford in to get yeah. carries. That's your response to watching your backup running back get hurt in a meaningless game. Dan Campbell doing it all day. Let's have Laporta go off. Oh, Khalif Raymond. Let's toss you on the injury heat. But you know we got momentum
1: going into the fucking playoffs. They, they, he, they played the starters the whole way. They never took Idiots. them out. The Cowboys. I think the Cowboys didn't even ever put Cooper. I think the Cowboys never put Cooper Rush in. Thirty-eight to ten. And they right. got to no. You know like got two. Cooper Rush got two series at the end. Nine carries for Dowdle. I mean, on, honestly, you could argue Dowdle probably is the more important one to keep healthy for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But Dak, Dak threw thirty six times in a thirty eight to ten win against the Commanders. I mean, a little insane. So speaking of Dak, I
2: think one thing that I was staring at like all week, right? It's playing, like there's yeah. all this value is there a quarterback you can get up to so you don't have to play Nick Mullins? Like I appreciated the Nick Mullins thesis. I, I got it. I ended up there, but I'm like, I really wanted to click Hertz or Dak. Like I really I wanted better.
1: to. Yeah. Yeah. But that necessitated Christian Kirk where Kirk, yeah. you didn't have to, you didn't have to think about it. Like with any three K wide receiver, I don't care who your favorite three K was. Mine would have ended up not getting there. Cause it was a chiefs guy, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter if your guy was David Bell doesn't, like doesn't matter if you're.
2: Was David Bell on anyone's radar?
1: No, I think Tillman was though. I think people okay. did actually. I think people did actually play Tillman. Um, but the the point being was that those lineup constructions made. I think it was actually just a straight up, almost just a one v one Mullins versus like a lot. I think Mullins versus Alave and Dak three K was a straight up one v one. I I I was,
3: I was never playing anybody but Mullins. Like even when we had Kirk, like I had my, I had my shell all completed last night. I felt real good about it. You know, it was always, it was always Christian Kirk because then you could go up at tight end instead. And I thought going up at tight end and getting the ride was more important than going up because you're in the dome, you know, you're playing, you're playing the lions. It's just like, dude, these guys suck.
2: Dude, those that first half though was scary uh, for, as Mullins backers there. No, wow. that's, the, heard, that's, the the that. that's the that's the
1: Mullins that's the Mullins first half you want because the, yeah, the, 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 the the only thesis. thing, the only thing you were really fading with Mullins was a benching, and he wasn't playing bad. I think he had, what, 190 passing yards? In he the just first, kept like, taking sacks.
4: Yeah, but ultimately, with with Kevin O'Connor, I mean, they, they want to pass. They are a pass-first team, and I think that's the only risk is that he would throw a few too many interceptions and get benched, but, like, there was no chance that they weren't going to get the passing volume, and so that's where, like, he, he's not similar to some of these other dust ball quarterbacks that people were thinking about, where those teams just are okay running the ball. You know, Kevin yeah, O'Connell never It's not never like playing not.
1: Taylor Heineke or or something yeah. like that in cash. It's very different. Yeah. Or like people
4: were talking Chiefs. I mean, it was yeah, all the other quarterbacks were not were not nearly projected. It's just kind of a
1: it, honestly, it was just kind of a boring slate to think about. Like a lot of times in Week 18, the spots are not going to be this clear. But it's like CD, who literally like it wasn't hard to fit him. I think CD was projected as the highest skill position player by, like, three points over everyone. And then yeah. the next delta was Justin Jefferson. And then the next delta after that was, like, Rashad White, who was, like, four points worse. So, like, if you showed up without Jefferson and Lamb, like, what were you doing? Like, there just was no point in playing. So that's The your other... Everything. I...
2: I know Nate uh, disagrees with this, but if I were coming off a running back, and I I did also want to get up at one of my running back spots. For me, it was getting yeah. off of Jordan Mason because the Eli Mitchell stuff, being active, yeah. like spooked me, watching Gus Edwards fucking last night, getting all these carries. I'm like, what if the Niners just do this with Eli Mitchell? And they kind of yeah. did. And But the problem no, they, they just was, did. They, they did. straight yeah. up did. It wasn't even kind of. Like, it just was. Who was the guy? Like I, I talked about it with Nate last night and it's like, yeah, Pollard looks fine, Brees looks fine, and obviously
1: in retrospect, those guys <laughs> it would have been Rashad White for me, which would have to been get a up mistake. to,
2: but I was like, if there was one slam dunk guy, I was so ready to get off of Mason. Uh it was Aaron
4: Jobs.
3: Yeah, I I it was Jones.
4: I genuinely think it was. I thought it was I, last I got to give but Nate I got to give
1: guys- Nate his props. He he wanted us to play Aaron Jones against you guys and we we were just like dude Aaron Jones never gets there. But
4: but he has been getting there. The workload over the past 3 weeks has been there. AJ <laughs> Dillon was out. He was he's a actually efficient like per touch guy. And so when you projected him with above 20 touches like we should have been jamming in Aaron Jones. Like Yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah. i think that's i to think me, that's complete i mean to that's me like
2: fine. aaron jones falls into that dj Moore bucket right where it's like you know the range of out yes the, the workload is going to be good but we also know that the range of outcomes for them is yeah. wider than what makes a cash game king feel comfortable
1: it's this is how this is how i'll put it it's like when you play someone like that dj Moore or aaron jones or whatever in cash and you get away with it you know you got away with it you're like Phew. Played that, played that one fast and loose. Like, like, but that's actually always how I feel with Alave too. Like anytime I play Alave in cash and he does do the Alave thing, I'm like, shouldn't have done that. But, you know, because they don't, they don't
3: scheme up like easy stuff for Alave at all. Like ever. He doesn't, he doesn't get any gimmies.
1: His, his
2: dot has been has been smaller this year. They 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 scheme him over uh, all over the place. It's just the offense has been so inept. And like every time Derek Carr gets to the forty yard line, it's like he gets electrocuted. Uh, and it's like you can't go any further. Uh, I I don't know. I think you're underselling a lot. I feel like Olave's in that DJ Moore territory as far as uh, his market
3: share when things are rolling. Let's let's hear some let's hear some whopper numbers, Nate.
4: I mean, he 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 has been in the past, but I would say like BJ Moore right now in the, in this bears offense is, is a step above like
1: the whoppers better.
4: Yeah. Did you consider week. one of them was playing in a dome and the other
2: wasn't Nate? Did you factor that into your whopper pipe?
1: Not sure. I'm not sure if uh, Nate has the, uh, the dome boner that Cardi has. No, he's got no, even... a
3: giant dome boner, but Nate really has been uh, giving a lot of like player talent takes this year which I just think is super interesting. It's true.
1: It's so, that's actually so true. It's like the most that Nate has ever been like, this guy's good. And this guy's not good ever. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I do think
4: I have noticed, like there are some, I have been projecting more guys to have above average efficiency than usual. And normally that regresses heavily. So, um was yeah, it I like four
1: what? straight weeks of playing tony pollard that made you think maybe the individual talent of these guys matters more to their individual projections than i originally <laughs> thought
3: <laughs> it was pretty funny i i was looking at tony pollard this
4: morning and i was like what if i cut out my multi-year sample on tony pollard and i just input 2023 <laughs> data and he literally dropped his strong <laughs> He literally dropped to like, it was like below four and a half yards. It was like, this is, this is brutal. He's he's. I think he like broke
2: bad. like expected
3: points models. Yeah. This he's year. been real bad. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're going back to the back testing, the expected points guys. They're saying, you know what? Let's, let's run this back. Let's try to refine this a little bit. We're, there's some mistakes made. Tony Pollard. And he actually like had a good game today. I mean, it wasn't like. That good, but well, yeah, you
1: know. he had a classic 2023 Tony Pollard game. He got 16.4 points, you know, just classic. That's about, that's about as good as he can do.
2: What? Yeah. So what? What was Brees Hall and uh, Rashad White was 7600. What was Brees Hall? 7200.
1: Yeah, I literally don't. Think, I don't he think he was like my third. I, think I looked at him. Once. He was.
4: So I my top guy was Zemir White. Then it was Aaron Jones. Then it was Brees Hall. Like a per dollar ranking, Brees Hall was just too expensive for like builds. It was really weird to get to him. So, but if you're finding your way up to DJ Moore, maybe
2: find an extra 200 in the couch cushions, boys.
3: Yeah. Well, I never played Brees Hall because Brees Hall like also has a lot of games where he scores 1.6 points, you know, well, and you
1: like, we didn't play Brees Hall two weeks ago and we all played Garrett Wilson instead. What a, what a, what a bad end to the year for me. Like I still my best year ever in cash, but just ending it. No, it really, it really went downhill
3: year. with like four weeks to go. When you were like, guys, you know, we are just crushing. Well, it's it just here. just,
1: just acknowledging stopped. that we were running too. Uh, I, this is the last thing I want to talk about. I, I, to me, and I'm willing to argue about this, and maybe
3: I'm wrong.
2: But in
1: a spot, <laughs> What in a way, spot. way to
2: set up something you're about to say, <laughs> this is
3: something Nate would never say. By the way, <laughs> I'm willing to argue about this, but I'm probably wrong. Continue.
1: I don't think I don't think I'm wrong, but I might be wrong. Ultimately, I think doing sacrificing a literal point, which is what DJ Moore and Noah Gray was versus Alave and Munt, to to be unduped versus a field that like, I mean, people were posting all these screenshots of like scrolling through their games and it was just all, it was just all dupes. It was just, it was what, what was it? Uh, a hundred and 160.94 points. Like to know that I'm going to be completely unique against everyone, but literally Sammy and all my games. And that if I, if, if I outscore that two V two by 0.1 points in the end, I'm going to sweep, I'm going to win 95% of my games. I think ultimately to me that is probably worth it. Nate? Yeah, Nate, what do you think? Nate You're Nate's mated. gonna say no.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna say no because like in double-ups, yes. But I would say most, double ups, of your, yeah. most of your action isn't coming from double-ups. Like I would say I I'd guess 65 to 70 percent of your action is coming in head to heads. So in head to heads, now does it does it change your
1: thinking to know that the people playing me in head-to-heads are still probably projected like three to four points worse than
3: well that's even more that's even worse that's
4: that's when you don't want to get oh out you're out right that, that is so like you're when you play head to heads what you're doing is like you're uh, you're facing a totally different distribution than you would be in cash games. here and let me let me read to you
1: this is the favorite one that someone played against me today. This one's pretty good. Is this the Jordan uh, Addison
2: guy from the 109? Yes, this okay. is the Jordan Addison yeah. guy.
1: Kyler <laughs> Murray, Tony Pollard, Samir White, Tyler Lockett, Greg Dorch, Jordan Addison, Trey McBride, Aaron Jones, Raiders defense. Greg so, Dortch?
2: What was Greg Dortch's salary?
4: 4600
1: 4, 4, yeah. <laughs> so in, I, so I in a, nine, him, Greg is in a, a nine-man summer, <laughs> dude. In a nine-man lineup, he found two guys who were, like, remotely in play. Like, remote. Like, that lineup probably, I, I would guess, projects eight points worse than... Yeah, so then when I you do. have
4: when you have some of your action like that, you should not be giving up I any I should points. not be giving like,
1: up any points. So, too. no,
4: I, I... Yeah, the train discussion is really just double-ups. But, honestly, if you're playing, like, those... Only the single-entry double-ups, you're only getting a couple hundred dollars worth of action in your double-ups anyway. Like there's just dk doesn't post you can't get a thousand dollars down on single entry double ups like
2: no no you can't so let me ask davis and, and sammy as a actual you know cash game grinders I, I legitimately thought it was hilarious and also made me very queasy to have a double stack in my cash game lineup like did that factor into your decision at all like i don't want to be this exposed to mun it was completely
3: independent of that yeah no because no, it is, was
1: such a nut spot it was, it was
3: it was that, that was for me i did not want to have too many when, when it was close i would rather i would rather kind of spread rather not i
1: guess if it's i i i mean i i honestly didn't think about it for a second because i was like nick mullins is throwing for 300 yards in this spot like 97 percent of the time <laughs> nick mullins was cardi's quarterback one of the whole slate
3: was he really? <laughs> yes. No,
2: I think I think in the projection update there was a couple that ended up ahead of him, but for a while he had uh, him straight up projected over Dak.
1: But like, Nick Mullins has started in this spot at home twice, and he's had four hundred and twelve yards and three hundred and ninety yards. Like that's yeah. Just, the the game he got benched,
3: he threw for four hundred yards.
1: <laughs> it's just what that's just what they want to do. So I the 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 only reason I didn't play. M- why I just thought Noah Gray and Munt were pretty close, and I thought DJ Moore was better than Olave. The, the projections weren't that different
3: uh on them. On Gray, no. no was, your point. Was your your was team one point when you're projecting for like 140 something. I didn't. I thought it was negligible. The,
2: so what? Do you know what would have pushed me to it? And the two v twos I was actually looking at late is if I could have gotten. I was 100 off from going Gray Patriots D off of Chargers. Yeah. And, my, and I like, I know that the Chargers like projected as a great value, but like my IKB so was like, yeah. I did not want the Chargers D. And I'm like, if yeah. I could get, I would have made that switch. I guarantee you if I had the hundred to get up to a Patriots D.
3: Yeah.
1: I didn't like Chargers defense the last three weeks has projected like really well. And I'm just like, well, I mean, it's the Chargers defense. Like, yeah, that like, team is giving we- up. Like
3: they keep projecting <laughs> Austin Eckler for like 16 points. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Six carries
1: for three yards later. <laughs>
3: like this this team has completely given up hope of life they're they're stranded on a desert island it's been five years like they're not getting off they're done
2: yeah so davis did you did you consider swapping today did you end up pulling any swaps in any of your head-to-heads
1: oh that was another thing i liked about our side was it did it leave it left five swaps because we only have yeah. three guys locked early
3: we, yeah we had all the swaps but then it was like everything was so close we're like oh we just need to we DJ just we,
1: we needed um eight receptions 114 yards and a touchdown worth of points out of DJ Moore and Noah Gray to beat the train uh and they we did, did not, not do that close. no they then, they combined for four receptions and 64 yards it,
2: and to and to be clear so the we did do the the head to head we just ran the same train lineup I had the same lineup and everything and then you guys had the lineup that Davis and Sammy had Nate, did you make a push? I mean, I, I haven't gotten yeah. to listen
1: yeah. to the episode yet. He, he made a push, push for us to play Gainwell, and we said, get
4: the <laughs> fuck out of here. Hey, Davis, just to let you know, if you would have played my lineup, we would have won. So I, <laughs> I, I you know what? genuinely, I, if you I, would have delegate, made, Jones, I, you listened to anything I had said. You,
3: you would have had a hard time. I could, I could not to have, done have done with this text. Yeah, like 1210 PST, like. Guys, I think we need to go to two two. I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, I think,
4: Wait, did I you think bring th- up Ingram to them on the on the call, Nate? No, I, I said, I, yeah, I, when I was looking at stuff, I said I'm playing Ingram, but it wasn't like a. I didn't. I wasn't Around like forcing table. it because I thought one of Gray or James was was sharp, and then I was looking at stuff, and the Rams news came later. I mean there was more news that came with Rams, like inactives and stuff that it was like two, two pop oh. way up. What's funny
1: is I actually thought Davis Allen was like a pretty good play. And it, i probably, I mean, in the end it wouldn't have mattered, but it would have added seven points to my lineup, which I don't know. know it's probably worth like a couple hundred
3: bucks. I, I could have used over. It. I could have yeah. used seven points.
1: Could have used seven points.
2: Let me ask you guys another question. D- did Christian Kirk getting ruled out, like, again, completely separating it from the results of how the slate, you know, went. Did that make it a better cash game slate or a worse cash game slate? Better. Way
4: better. No. Way better. Way better. Christian Cause, Kirk would have been team, the most The team
1: easy... I would have played would have won.
3: The, the <laughs> Kirk team would have won. No. It, Christian it Kirk would have been the best cash was, play. Yeah, you don't want free squares. Like, if you think you're sharp, you don't want free squares
1: buddy there were five free squares and we fucked up the remaining ones. so i think another free square probably would have been good
3: (laughs) i said if you think you're sharp
4: (laughs) if christian kirk would have played davis you would have just played the same lineup as everybody and bubbled everything like you
3: but i would
1: i so i would have i would have bubbled and got i would have done what pete did i would have won i would have beaten the idiots and got refunded versus anyone who had a (laughs) clue
3: That's my business that's, model. That's Every
1: what team's all
3: about, baby. <laughs> like,
1: that's literally Josh the games, exercise game. I'm trying to do. <laughs> so it would have been what was the the Kirk team was? Um, what was it? Dak, Strong, Mason, Zamir, C.D. Jefferson, Kirk McBride, Raiders D. That was it. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. So it was getting up go. to McBride was the yeah, big difference. Light, so right, yeah. just like literal light work, like just send yeah. it in.
3: All right. Nate would Nate would have still played Gainwell somehow and dusted us all. Well, he
1: would have won. Well, jokes on us. He would have won because he would have played Gainwell. He would have played Gainwell over Strong, and, and he would have played Ingram over McBride. And he would have he would it would have been a shipper, dude. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I mean, you just man. can't
3: keep getting away with this dot meme. I mean, Jesus, he a- Gainwell playing? getting you to
2: McBride only because you didn't have enough money for McBride. Nate, you can't you can't take a W on this
4: one.
1: He will, though. He no, will.
4: I, I, I'm i the Gainwell thing specifically. I
1: think Gainwell ran bad to only get six here. Gainwell should have had Yeah, seven 12. carries, one target, dude. Ran super bad to get yeah, six points. Tough, tough he name, literally
4: yeah. only played a half of the game. David.
1: Which is that was like, part of the we risk. Told you, we told you <laughs> he was only going to play
4: <laughs> for an entire different reason. Because and even he if he plays, the offense was going to be plays, so they... that they were going to put up so many points that he would have been involved. In so much, so much offensive production that he would have sat. That's no a totally way. different outcome. No.
3: He he would have gotten scavenged at the goal line by Jalen Hurts, just like DeAndre Swift does. Like it would have been the same shit. Like he was never getting there, ever, ever. There's the really one.
1: no reality where Kenneth Gainwell has ever has Kenneth Gainwell ever gotten there in a singular NFL game. Like I'm, pre- it's like got
3: to be no. No. Do you remember when they when they trotted him out as their like their bell cow back in week one, and everyone's yeah, like, sucked.
0: oh shit. Kenneth yeah, Gainwell's like high.
3: Terrace Marshall. Everyone gets excited
2: about him in the summer every year, and then he does nothing.
3: What, yeah. if, what if Kenneth Gainwell is the guy that you need this year in 2023? Like, no.
1: Kenneth Kenneth Gainwell, uh, he, he's he been in uh, 50 career games. His career high in scrimmage yards is 78. He's got zero multi TD games. They've had him projected sure for 80,
3: 87.
1: Yeah, zero. <laughs> For sure. Zero multi-td games in his career. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I don't know what well, you I don't know dude dude the dude is a third string running back who can't get touches over Boston Scott and uh and DeAndre Swift. I don't know what you Nate want me could, to say.
3: They sounds, could win me like over if he's strong, man.
2: If you wanted to do the Gainwell pivot off of Mason with Mitchell in, I think you could have won me over,
1: but I could have, I I could have gotten on board with fading Mason. Yeah. The
2: the report, did you see the report Nate on strong before the game where they listed off? I forget the name of the uh, Browns beat reporter, but that like strong was going to be part of their cohort of starters who were active. Sorry, Jerome Ford. That was active, but not going to play. Did you see that report?
4: yeah sammy mentioned it to me and that he was warming up with the starters that did like swing things a little bit to me um but the gainwell thing like it i felt so sure i mean gainwell literally started he was the starting running back for the for the eagles and the eagles had to score to stay yeah puka started too bud
3: <laughs> <laughs> you guys- Dude, this is so bad, and Evan Ingram just like caught 10 balls. Dude, when I pulled that up, the up. The fuck out. and Come saw on. and do you know what's also
2: so sick, guys? The only reason Nate beat me is because Tutu got that two-point conversion.
1: Yes.
4: Yeah. No, I beat I I beat the train by like five points. Because yeah, I mean, Tutu got, I because got
1: four point three. Dude, it was that, I'm pretty sure if you take away that two-point conversion. You lose by 0. .4. You lose by 0. .4 if Tutu does not catch the, I'm literally, i had paid, almost I'm literally looking <sighs> at it. No, you, I you had, beat, no, you beat the train because Tutu fucking Atwell caught a fourth quarter two-point conversion from fucking Carson Wentz. I had 164.4, the,
4: 4. 4. the train had 160.94. So do the math. Subtract four. Can you cut points, Stop calling it the train and call it Pete's lineup. Okay,
1: <laughs> the Cash King King's
4: lineup was four points worse than mine. If you take away a two-point conversion, that's minus two. Points. I'm just saying I'm all. I'm
1: just. Uh, I'm just all encompassing. Tutu fucking out while delivering you across the line in a very. Yes, Tutu got a zero, I performance. Pete, I, I
0: literally was every play on one this of the most. Is teams in the-
3: this is what Nate does
2: i mean i guess in in nate's defense and i'm not defending the gainwell thing but i mean what did what did richie james end up with did any of those i think i guess ronnie bell was the play right yards. ronnie bell was the like smart punt play
1: well david actually projected fine or justin ross had like three catches i think
3: two for 17 <laughs> <laughs> two for 17 doesn't
2: ronnie bell have a td
3: yeah yeah he did I mean, Ronnie
2: Bell has been that guy this year. He's been Juwan Johnson's backup. Um, you've been you've been taking him, you've been taking him in gauntlet drafts, brother. I actually have. <laughs> I've I've been the guy galaxy braining Jordan Mason and Ronnie Bell because I'm like, why I'm not gonna take Juwan Johnson and Eli Mitchell in every fucking draft.
1: I I think I do legitimately take one of Juwan Jennings and <laughs> Eli Mitchell in every every gauntlet draft. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, so how did,
2: how did it be? I mean, I listened to the Gilcast, but like when I'm not plugged into the Matrix, I, I don't like how did this slate compare to other like if right before lock, would you have been like, I'm excited about this slate relative to the rest of this
1: year? Less I, excited. I was excited. I thought I was going to win.
3: Me yeah. too. I thought DJ Moore was going to deliver. I thought DJ, DJ Moore was Atlanta like the blade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead, Johnny Munt gave us the play.
1: Well, and when when Alave only had 14, I think like if you snapped, if you say Alave gets 14, you just tell me that, I'm like, oh, we win. Like we like, easy. Easy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's just uh, you know, this is the life of a cash game grinder, Pete. You know, all these slates kind of flow together. You don't get too high, you don't get too low, you just grind on. Let next me ask eight. you
2: guys a question. And I actually I know Nate's answer. But if you guys didn't do this podcast, would you still grind no cash games? I'm
1: retiring. I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> if they say, if 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 this was not like one of the most popular things that I did, I no. But people like it. So it's fine. And I like, it's fun, but it doesn't, I'm not playing $10,000 a slate. So the money just is like, not that material. Like I can win all year and make like eight grand, you know, because the edges are just not that big.
2: Nate, you'd be playing this. There was no content. You were just uh, in the darkness of your own home. You're still grinding this. That's right. That's right.
4: Probably. I mean, I do think there is something to, like, when you figure it out. I think tournaments, even if you do well in tournaments, it's hard to, like, take responsibility. Like, there's so much variance that went your way. And it's like, where in cash games, when you play, like, 17 weeks versus the same people every week, and you just, like, crush them week after week, it, it, it does... Feel different. I don't know. Like it's a it, it's a game of skill where it's like tournaments. You lose, 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 and then you have one big day which covers you for five years. And it's like,
1: I don't know. It it does feel different. Still, still waiting to be covered for this year. Right. The <laughs> still, still waiting. My year in tournaments. Thank God for cash games because it is not paid for itself. I'll tell you that much.
3: <laughs> yeah, hundred hundred percent. I do have a tournament lineup uh, that I want to. Yeah, do you
1: do us. your tournament stuff.
3: I I
2: obviously abstained, but you guys should do it.
1: Yeah, Davis, did you play? Yeah, I did. I did uh the only, I only liked two quarterbacks this week. I I kind of had a hard time in tournaments. I played uh fields in the red zone and I played Dak in the other red zone. Uh the fields lineup obviously was garbage. This was my uh this was in the $33. This was a Dak team. I played Dak with CD and Jake Ferguson. No bring back. The running backs I used were Jamal Williams, hilarious got the uh the one yard touchdown at the end shout out shout out Jameis winston i did play Pierre strong i did sure. play jordan mason jordan mason in tournaments feels terrible not, yeah. not, not only not only in retrospect but just should have thought more deeply before about the range like just was not good not smart just not good just really not a, not a good way to
3: proceed yeah um, back tested through the sims and they'll throw this line. what up. was he
1: owned in in tournaments did you say I mean, he was really owned. Let's see. I, I just have the lineup page pulled up. What was uh, what was Mullins in like the Spire, the red zone? Uh, let me see. Jordan Mason was twenty two percent owned, so not as bad as it could have been, but still, bad. still not good. Uh, Nick Mullins was nineteen percent owned, and Justin Jefferson was thirty six percent owned. So, mother of all. <laughs> and what was
3: Lamb? Small.
1: RAM was forty percent owned, so kind of kind of hard to win if you don't have the two guys who combined for eighty. Dude, it, um, this ended up being such
2: a good week for me to be a cat because I know my Galaxy brain ass would have been Fade Jefferson and CD Lamb. Got to get in AJ Brown, man. Leverage, yeah.
3: Oh, well, <laughs> easy, buddy. You're uh, it's it, it's a little it's a little fresh. The wound is a little. Did fresh. I did I
2: spoil your your tournament team? Here? Oh,
3: buddy. Let's go, and I mean, David, Davis, you're done here because I, I yeah. The only out. well, the That's only
1: good. the only cool thing I did on this team was that I played Wandale, who's just like a fucking baller, yeah. And Calvin Ridley, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, little little min cash action for your boy, no good, Ooh, you know. Congrats. Obviously, all right, let's Sammy, so let's go. I what only played
3: got? one tournament lineup this week. I felt very confident that I was going to bank the last slate of the year uh, through this one in the Spy, and I did a uh, Philadelphia double. Jalen Hurts with, Gain-
1: with Gainwell, did
3: No, 100%. Not no <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to get leverage off the Gainwell fish. I went Hurts
2: Gainwell <laughs> Steve that was coming from the Gilcast group chat.
3: <laughs> the uh, the Hurts, the uh, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard double. Uh, Dallas Goddard one for four yards, snowflake AJ Brown one for nine yards, and a fumble lost. And a dust knee Snowflake, Jalen Hurts one 6 point six points Snowflake. Uh, I did bring it back in this lineup. Something I've been doing less and less this year. Not with Wandale Goat, but with Darius Slayton, uh, the only man who got a a uh, fire emoji in this lineup. Is
2: that three straight weeks for Darius Slayton, by the way. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. What a heater! He's goaded. Um, and of course so-
1: the Giants will threaten to cut him over the offseason. He'll come into the season as their wide receiver five and he'll end up and leading them in receiving yet again next year.
3: That's how he does it. Um okay, so at running back, I played Tony Pollard and Zamir White. Oh, you uh, can't be helped, dude. well, yeah, tough. tough. <laughs> I was already but, tough.
1: contrarian elsewhere.
3: Yeah, there's more. Uh- what are we doing <laughs> with Tony Pollard?
1: Best case scenario, Tony Pollard max outcome is getting you 18.7. <laughs> what, was, uh,
4: points?
3: what was his percent? He was 9.1%. Okay, that's honestly not too bad. (laughs) 9.1.
1: 9% of the people have not learned their lesson in week 18. They're still. So I guess that to me is saying that when Tony Pollard is like the scat back on the Los Angeles Rams with Kyron next year, he somehow is going to get drafted in the 11th round of Best Ball Mania 5.
3: I just just figured he owed my ass. He owes me. And I'm like, he's going to pay me back in spades. Um, One of the better performers on this team because. Uh, then I played Jordan Addison, and I also had Christian Kirk in here. But when the Kirk news came out, I said, God, I love this lineup so much. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to rework it. I'm just going to take out Christian Kirk, and I'm going to put in Cleef Raymond. Because Cleef mm. Raymond's about to fall. And then I'll have the addison Cleef Raymond mini, um, just all, all the leverage. And Cleef Raymond did get two for 50 before leaving with an injury. Jordan Addison scored, uh, I had the Raiders' defense I want you guys to know that this team scored uh, 84.5 points. And out of 2,222, he it got 2,119. I almost got dead fucking last in the tournament. That's how you <laughs> play the
2: GPPs, old- man. What was the old
1: sim? What was the old sim ROI on that one? I wonder. Uh, You know,
3: I'm sure it was higher than the actual ROI. So the Sklansky bucks, I think. I I think I got a few shekels because, you know, I'm sure the Sims didn't think this was a 99th percentile bad lineup. But you know, all right, that's how it turned out. out. So I ran. I ran bad.
1: I can like literally. Nate is about to come to us with like naked Jared Stidham or something (laughs) nuts.
3: Tell me you have
2: an Easton stick in in you, Nate.
4: Oh, I do
3: have an Easton stick, but that's not What's my best up? one.
4: That's not my best one. So uh, my best one put up a uh, sixty-eight point eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I I uh, I also went the uh, Jalen Hurts double. Um, but I'm unlike Sammy, I'm I'm not a fish. And so I did a double with Dallas Goddard and Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Say the
1: line, Nate, say the <laughs> line. So
4: J- Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell, Mason, DJ Moore, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, Dallas Goddard, uh, P. Ryan, and Rams. So I did go with the LaMichael P
3: Ryan, felt sharp, but <laughs> did he score the most points game. in your lineup?
4: <laughs> it this was this was an abomination of a lineup. I mean, it was so many snowflakes. Where did it finish? Uh 68 this one was the points. 1123 out of 33. I'm I'm <laughs> guessing 10 people didn't submit a it's lineup.
3: What what contest was that?
4: That was in the 50k red zone.
3: Mm. Yeah, 10 10 people just 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 Held their place and forgot to put something in. That's how many
2: how many people ran the train in like the red zone in the spy? Because Leone said a couple people had that in the uh in the dome.
1: Yes, like like a lot of people. Like I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking just at these people can't be helped. No. I am just clicking around and stuff right now. Yeah, these these people are fish.
3: What you gotta do is get some gainwell. Jalen hurts in your lineups. And then, you know, that's, that's how you win these things. Well,
2: Jalen hurts has just been checking down to his running backs at an absurd clip this year. So, you know, it's kind of like what
1: he's known for. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of just like (laughs) bringing, bringing the running backs into the passing game. It's It's sort of like, it's sort of like Derek Carr. And uh, and and hurts are sort of like the yeah. case,
4: yeah. It's not like Kenneth Gainwell got, I don't know, seven targets over the past two weeks on a total of like 30 snaps. No,
0: Nate,
3: this is this is great <laughs> because they get down to the one yard line, and Nate's like, Can Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell score on the same play? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler, it's not, Nate.
0: <laughs>
3: okay. All right, that's probably that's hold probably on, enough hold on. I want to do, like, a side bet of which of these teams the Sims like the most.
4: It, it it can't be mine. I, like, I KB'd Kenneth Gainwell. There's no way the Sims would have approved of that. Oh,
2: well. Oh, what well. do you... Because I literally have not played GPPs for Week 18. How many years have we now been doing this? Like, four years or something? Like, yeah. Week 18 is not actually, like, a good GPP slate. It's, like, right? Like...
1: It's no, just like you're just too
2: much fucking just, shit going you're on. You're just
1: clicking around. Yeah. You, you just are you can like justify so oh, much I, shit. Yeah. Like, did I get David Bell or Ronnie, but did I get, did my 3k guy go for 27 or, or did he not? Like it's, it's and because also the chalk is so clear, you know, like the, the best not cause only, only half the expensive guys will even be playing.
2: Well, yeah, there were even for cash, right? I mean, there was there was Lamb and Jefferson. There were no other plays. You were like, "Holy cow, this is no this literally is a slam not one." Dunk.
1: Yeah, like,
2: the even slate would have been funner if it was Fanduel. If we had the uh, the Josh oh. Allen and uh, yeah, the Dolphins it game, been. that
3: would have made it real fun. Yeah, yeah. Next next year on Fanduel, because because Pete, I think this is the first year that we've done the group head to head where you guys took it. So I want to. Yeah, you
2: guys had beaten us all the uh, previous years.
3: Yeah. I want to, I want to issue you a congrats. You know, we'll take the L on not using Nate's fucking Evan Ingram lineup. And you yeah. know what?
1: I would rather, I would rather lose with integrity than fucking win with Gainwell. Honestly. And <laughs> ending my year, ending my year capitulating to big Evan Ingram. Like, no, thank you. Just not for me, dude. <laughs> such a
4: fish. You are such a fish. Honestly, week 18, the, the strategy should just be in tournaments. You play like, the guys that would be in play in cash in any other week, but nobody plays, like the Brees Halls, Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, like all of those guys who are like they project fine. We're like yeah, don't
3: don't play all the shitty four K running wow. back. Don't they, play it all took, these... It
1: took until it took until fifty three minutes in, but Nate did just make a salient and cogent point that I'm going to make a note to remember for for next year for week eighteen. <laughs> So not not Kenneth Gainwell, not a guy who's been in play for a, a zero slates the, the prior no. 17 weeks? No, with, Kenneth with Gainwell <laughs> is not
4: how you win eighteen week 18 GPPs. But it is how you win in cash.
1: Well, <laughs> some, some may say. <laughs> Someone uh, was just
2: in my mentions that said, I built a cash team for the first time all season for the head-to-head against you, and I got 201 points. That's generational wealth if I had put it that lineup in the GPP. <laughs> I got everyone to make their best lineup of the year and they had it in the wrong contest.
3: Uh, that would have that would have smashed the Thunderdome.
1: It's really that's
2: really
3: only won the Thunderdome. Did you yeah. see that?
1: Yeah. He won he won the Thunderdome with the four plays that you needed. Yeah. He just got James Conner and
2: ship. I also just wanna say shout out. To, uh, to the true cash game king, Levitan. Like, we live in a world where I run the ETR optimal with a double stack on cash game week, and he IKBs it, uh, another 3v3 off of it. I think he had Richie James on his, but it's just like... Wiggins know, Wiggins
1: was pushing the, uh, the McBride team, I believe. The
2: McBride, yeah. Yeah. I, like, literally, uh, I, I, I'm not jo- You know, I had a lot of joke tweets this week, but I kept just being like, you pay down at tight end? down at quarterback you pay down at tight end
3: you pay you know you just keep ca- coming back
2: to that Mullins in, in the month right there
3: the, the mantra i mean pete your your cash game week the bit this week was just like completely yeah. off the rails like yeah I think you I were
1: so you were zoned in this is the best the bits ever been i, I knew yeah. we were gonna
3: lose I knew we were going to lose with how dying
2: he was. You knew it was good because at the end of the week, like people were starting to get frustrated with it. Like I was getting all of this private, just incredible feedback. And then, like publicly, it was just starting to wear on people. And I was like, that's where you're in the the Goldilocks zone (laughs) right
3: there. That's that's where Davis has essentially lived for his entire DFS career.
2: You need people to be a little
1: mad at you all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: I like the. I got in some good ones too, where it's like the the people that I was like quote retweeting, they're like changing their profile picture, they're deleting tweets, they're just like <laughs> it was so good. The fantasy lawyer changed his profile picture, it deleted like six tweets. Um, that's how you know we're having fun online. And guess what? This is the thing though. I I am done. Like this week was a hellscape for me. Like having to be tethered to my phone replying to people on Twitter. I can now just go back to using X for like lightly promoting thing and trolling Davis's tweets and nothing else. Like I I'm
3: I'm done uh tweeting my every thought through a cash game lens as it was meant to be. But man, it was a good week. Good week.
1: But in 364 days, we'll be oh, we'll back, be back. Fellas.
2: I mean, we'll guys, like, every single year, like, if we really think about the decreasing relevance of cash games, I mean, this bit, it's either going to be incredible or sad in, like, a couple years. It's, I, honestly,
1: I it's honestly the only time I would assume a majority of people ever think about cash. Because people tell me they listen to the cast and they're like, I don't play cash. Like, I never play cash. I just listen because it's funny. People don't care. If you look in, like, week seven, the amount of, like, not the total number, but the amount of people who have like $5 head to heads posted, it'll be like 200 people. Maybe, maybe. And we like week seven, no one cares.
3: This no is way. how Nate gets his action. Cause people can actually find his contests. You know, <laughs> late in the season. <laughs> yeah.
2: They, yeah, Nate's a Nate, Nate's Nate's purist. Having talked to him last night, he, he lives for the game. Like even hopping in some of the, the, you know, I went in the ETR uh, cash game uh, discord and I'm like, this is how you people live. Talking about these two v 2s all week, <laughs> and then and then they all He's just side with whatever Levitan or Wiggins tells them
1: to do. in In the end, they're all just like, "I think Levitan's doing this, so I'm riding." Like, that's what it
2: is. <laughs> they were all they were all like, "Like, oh, Pete accepted my two hundred dollar one." It's like, yeah, we're gonna fucking have the same
1: lineup. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your enjoy your. Re- At least you get the crown. I think you get the crowns. Though. Do you get the crowns? Hey,
2: if I, I sure hope so. When do I? When do I find out? Uh,
1: I, I don't know. I know that there are multiple high stakes grinders who tried to, uh, basically they tried to. They colluded. Um, no, they high stakes grinders who cheated to get the highest level of DK rewards, they would match each other and like right. very yeah. high stakes head to heads because funny. they get the like, auto smash like, crowns? Be, because you get the you get the money back, but I think yeah. you get the crowns or the tier credits so that gets you to the higher rewards level. Man, In
3: we're money. we're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah. yeah, we
4: are. DK can't even change my freaking username and we got people
1: <laughs> It's brutal. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for celebrating the Holy Cash Game Week with us. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to do this next week? Maybe, maybe not. We'll talk about it. We'll think about it. Yeah, maybe TBD. we will. Yeah, TBD. Uh, we, will, uh, we will see y'all then. Thank you. Later.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car.